Hey friends, good to see you again. It's Pastor Sherry here. So this past week, something exciting happened in our house. We adopted a shelter dog. Um, his name is Gunny, and he's actually at my feet right now, wondering what in the world I'm doing. So if you see me wiggling or you hear some strange noise, it's him. He's, he's still a little curious about what goes on around here. Um, when he came into the shelter, his name wasn't Gunny, it was Titan. And as you may know, a lot of times when dogs come to shelters, the shelter people don't know what the dog's names are. They're a lot of times strays or they're dropped off and they don't have a name tag. So they had assigned him the name of Titan. Well, he didn't respond to Titan. We tried and tried and tried to call him and he would just ignore us. So day two, we put a, uh, a request out on Facebook for our friends to help us name him. And we got a lot of great suggestions. A couple of them we tried and tried and tried to use and he just wouldn't respond to anything. So my husband is a Marine and the name Gunny kind of came into conversation one day as in Gunnery Sergeant. And so we tried Gunny and it worked, he responded. Um, so he has a new name and he responds to that name most of the time. <laughs> uh, one morning, Gunny was laying in the floor minding his own business and I called him over and he didn't answer and I called him again and he didn't answer. So I called him the third time and he got up and he came over and I said, so I guess you're still trying to get used to your new name, huh? And that got me thinking, I too have had a struggle getting used to a new name, a new identity. And I, re I realized that he and I had something in common. His name had changed from Titan to Gunny, but my name had changed from unbelieving to believer or Christ follower, from lost to found, or from slave to sin to slave to righteousness. Gunny's new name had been assigned to him because he needed, we needed a new way to address him other than, hey, unlike my dog, my name as a Christian is more than just a means of address, it's a means of identity. For me, my name means that I'm a new person, but it took a while for me to grasp hold of what this really meant. And I'll admit that there are times now, years after my conversion, that I'm tempted to respond to my old name and not my new one. If you're a new Christian, you too may struggle with your new identity. I'm sure you've had questions as to what this new identity is supposed to look like. And even if you're a not so new Christian, you, like me, may struggle from time to time with your identity as a believer. Let me share something with you that I read this week in Romans that might help us to get a better grasp on what this new identity is supposed to look like and what it means for us as believers to fully grasp and embrace this new identity. Romans 6 gives a clear distinction between our old identity as unbelievers and our new identity in Christ. Verse 6 of Romans 6 says that, before becoming Christ followers, we were slaves to sin, but in Christ we are set free from the bondage of sin. How? Verse 6 says that our old self was crucified with Christ. When Jesus paid the penalty for our sin, he freed us from being bound by that sin. Verse 7 says that anyone who, anyone who has died has been set free from sin from time to time with your identity as a believer. 
Let me share something with you that I read this week in Romans that might help us to get a better grasp on what this new identity is supposed to look like and what it means for us as believers to fully grasp and embrace this new identity. Romans 6 gives a clear distinction between our old identity as unbelievers and our new identity in Christ. Verse 6 of Romans 6 says that before becoming Christ followers, we were slaves to sin. But in Christ, we are set free from the bondage of sin. How? Verse 6 says that our old self was crucified with Christ. When Jesus paid the penalty for our sin, he freed us from being bound by that sin. Verse 7 says that anyone who, anyone who has died has been set free from sin. This doesn't mean that we're sinless when we become Christians. It means that we no longer have to answer when sin calls. That old person who answered the door when the devil came knocking doesn't exist. Because we've been made new in Christ, we now have the power by the Holy Spirit to say to Satan, that person you once knew doesn't live here anymore. And I found myself saying out loud when tempted by sin, I'm not her. I'm not the girl I used to be. I don't have to give in to that. What else does scripture say about our old self and our new self? Verse 8 of Romans 6 says that if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. When we were slaves to sin, we had no real quality of life. Sure, sin is fun for a moment, but sin stains everything it touches and leaves us with a mess that we just can't clean up on our own. Because once our old sinful identity has been crucified with Christ, we gain a new identity in Christ and we're given new life in him. This new identity allows us to walk in newfound freedom. Will we face temptation? Yes. Dying to self and being alive in Christ requires active participation on our part. Verse 11 says, Count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. This counting of ourselves as dead to sin and alive in Christ requires a new way of thinking and acting. In a sermon I listened to recently, the pastor said, this, said of this very thing, the best way for me to deprive my old nature is for me to cultivate my new nature. What he meant by this is that we replace our old identity with our new identity. We actively serve God in such a way that the old identity is pushed out of the way and there's no room in our lives for the old identity. To further illustrate this point, Paul goes on to tell us something that we've all probably heard at one time or another, and that is that life is about choices. In verse 19, he says that we used to offer ourselves as slaves to impurity, but now we offer ourselves as slaves to righteousness. When we lived in our identities as slaves to sin, there was no purpose in our lives. Our old identity as slaves to sin was finalized in death, eternally separated from God. The identity we now claim as believers in Christ leads to eternal life lived in the presence of Almighty God. There is purpose in our new identity. So let me encourage you with a few tips that I heard in that sermon that I mentioned. These will help when Satan comes knocking with your old identity in tow. Oftentimes we hear about a new life in Christ and how to overcome sin, but we're rarely given advice on just how to do that. Of course, the Holy Spirit is our teacher and guide, but we need to be conscious of our part in this. The first tip is proximity. Maintain a safe distance from the sin that used to enslave you. Some people have things in their past that threaten to undermine their salvation at every turn, and they need to be proactive. 
They avoid situations and people where they know that the temptation to fall into old ways will be evident. We all don't have issues like drug or alcohol abuse or addiction, but we all have something attached to our old identity that if left unchecked can tear at the fabric of our new identity. The second tip is to cut off opportunity. That simply means that when you're tempted, flee. Sometimes we have to just walk away from temptation or like Potiphar when he was, like Joseph when he was tempted by Potiphar's wife, we have to run. Remember that you have a new identity and you're under no obligation to stick around when circumstances seem questionable. The third tip is to foster accountability. Find someone who you trust who will hold your feet to the fire. Someone that you can go to when you're feeling weak and talk about the situation. And someone who you don't mind asking, from asking you from time to time, how are you doing in that area, really? So be encouraged. You're not who you used to be when you were a slave to sin. You have a new identity in Christ.